and welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for Season 7, Episode 4, titled Spoof. There it is. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, 2015, and we are streaming live on Pride48.com, just as we do every week at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. My name is Joe Batanz from a little podcast called Catching Up, and I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. From the podcast, Dubious Intent Plus, we have Daniel Brewer. Yes, yes you do, Joe Batanz. Yes you do. And from the podcast, Big Silly Homo and Cocktails and Cream Puffs, we have the beautiful, the vivacious, the wonderful Ms. Donna Sugars. Uh, might I add voluptuous? Voluptuous? <laughs> Gigante, I would also approve of. Yes, hello, darling. Voluptuous? Now, we didn't pull the clip of that because I, I, I ran out of time. I forgot to. But did you, did you catch that piece where Miss Fame like made up her own word, like quickering or something like that? What the fuck is a quickering? It's like she was just well, like, I don't remember that part. Oh, I she didn't was, catch that. Yeah, she was telling Pearl how to sing. Oh, no, you, you, don't, have, you don't have rhythm. You need to have, it needs to be more quickering. Oh, okay. why did I miss that? And I've watched the episode like three times. And, and well, everything I learned about singing, I learned from Miss Fame. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. God. All right, ladies well, and gentlemen, uh, we are streaming live on Pride 48. And if you'd like to join us in the chat room, all you have to do is go over to pride48.com, click on the chat up on the top of the thing there, and you can join us in the chat room along with our lovely audience that we have right now. Turniped uh, and Spiffy have joined us for the moment. But uh, only if you're listening live, by the way. If you're listening on the podcast, eh, you're out of luck. Until next now, Tuesday. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I watched this episode, and as we all know, and if you're listening, obviously there's, we don't need to say there's going to be major spoilers here. This is an episode we're going to have a lot to talk about, correct, Daniel? I, yes, this is the, I'm still hoping that I'm going to wake up and that this will not have happened, that this is some kind of bizarre dream, that's, you know, some kind of scary little uh, dream here, but I, I really wouldn't worry too much about uh, spoilers. We are the Ru- RuPaul Drag Race recap show, because kind of yeah, like right there in the title that we are recapping a show that you've already yeah. seen. If you're listening, you know that Trixie Mattel went home, and oh. I could hear Daniel screaming oh. from New Haven. This is, what, this is what was going on in my mind. This is like the silent drama going on in my mind. I was saying, oh, by the way, I was watching it in the bar again with uh, a lovely group of people, uh, and I was not the only one that gasped. I was not the only one that, that had the gay gasps coming out there, but this is what was going on. The internal dialogue in my head was something like, oh, fuck, it's a Blondie song. Oh, my God. Deborah Harry is like the original uh, Xanax queen, and, and, and he, it's, f- fucking Pearl is basically channeling Debbie, Debbie Harry, and he doesn't even know who she is. He's like doing a dead-on Debbie Harry stumbling impersonation, and he doesn't even, he thinks she's a fucking Shakespeare character, and he's like there doing a dead-on, de- oh, this is so unfair. This would, this would be like having Candy Corn uh, do the, 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 the smoke, smoke detector part of, uh, of Rock Lobster by the B-52s or some other inanimate object. This, this would be like having Kennedy do like Lou Rawls or something. This is just so unfair. It was just so in, it was just so tailored for Pearl. I was so sad. How long did you work on this monologue? I didn't. That, okay. Otherwise, well, otherwise it would have been, been good. We're jumping an hour ahead of ourselves. Let's yes. Just I mean, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot that will be said oh, later. Just so said. let's yeah. just start where we need let's to start. Start at the workroom where there's lipstick message from Ms. Jasmine Masters. Best of luck, ladies. Love, J. Masters. Now, and, you know, go ahead. Now, we all miss Jasmine Masters. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I sent you a link. I don't know if you got this or not. I don't know if you worked this into us being able to talk about this. I just wanted to touch on this briefly. Apparently, people were sending death threats to uh, uh, Jasmine. Uh, and RuPaul had to go on Twitter and like uh, defend her. And uh... who would send death threats to Jasmine? Oh, it's the inter- It's the internet. Hello, <laughs> it's the freaking internet. Hey, she was just overreacting on this whole thing, like because some some anonymous oh, account on Twitter said something mean to her, and so she was like, you know, so so RuPaul had to tweet out. But I wanted to get to this. This is the most amazing fifteen minute video that I've ever in my life 
scene. And I've oh my I've, god, I have, is it the one on Facebook? It's well, it's it's on YouTube. It's is Jasmine uh, giving her. It's called "Excuse Me" by Jasmine Masters. This was in response oh. to these death threats. It's a 15 minute oh. and 16 second YouTube clip on her channel. I, I highly recommend you watch it. But I have pulled out the the pertinent. Uh, one minute and 32 seconds that I would like to play for you guys now. Yeah. So can I play I've that for you now? This. this is sure. the, this is the most crystal clear. When you hear this clip, you will be, you know, you'll just, oh wow! I now totally understand exactly what she was saying. Here it is. I am Jasmine Masters, and I have something to say. No time for sugarcoating. I'm getting right to the point. What I don't appreciate the fact that everything that I may have said or say could get so twisted around by someone who could do whatever they want to do to do all of this to make shit seem worse than what it really was. When it wasn't that fucking bad in the get-go, it's just my mouth just say the wrong fucking... No, my mouth don't say the wrong fucking things. I just got a harsh-ass fucking mouth. Whether I'm telling you the truth, whether I'm cussing your ass out, you're still going to get the same results. I'm going to say some loud cuss words. I'm going to say some shit that's out of line because anywhere it go, you need to know. Right. But my main point is I am not a uh, fucking bully because oh, no. I have been bullied. When I was in, what, the second grade, I think somebody tried to bully me. And every time he would ask me a question, if I tried to answer it, he punched me. If I didn't answer, he punched me. So basically, I was in a situation where I couldn't fucking win because if I said something, the boy hit me. If I didn't say something, he hit me. So I was just getting hit until the one day I got a goddamn toothache and he tried me and I whooped that ass up in that damn coat closet. But I was like in the second or third grade and then I ain't had no more of that. That's just saying if somebody walk up and slap you in the face, that doesn't mean you have to slap them back. You could punch their ass. Are you wrong for punching them because they slapped you? What no, the how they came with you, but then that's what the hell they get because they shouldn't have slapped you. You see what I'm saying? You can't no. expect for others to do to you what you've done to them. Meaning, the cuss me out, bitch, I'm going to cuss you out. What the <laughs> fuck is she talking about? I want a, I want a remix. I want a disco remix of this song with these... Oh. Here's you the know thing. the problem is... Yeah, they're saying that there's a problem with her voice. The problem is, is it's the peanut butter on the gums. It makes her voice say things that she wasn't expecting. And that wasn't a toothache. That was an abscess. There's a lot of racehorses that get that. <laughs> the thing is... Cause them to uh, not eat before the big race. Is now, it, makes you, it, makes, it makes me miss Jazz and Master. She should have been here longer <laughs> just so we could have more gems. Uh, like that to come through. And also, by the way, often most bullies have been bullied themselves. It's not like mm-hmm. if you've been bullied doesn't mean you can't be a bully. No, I, well, I loved her example was I was bullied once in the second grade until I beat the guy up, and then it never happened again. But I can sympathize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I don't now, also, understand... Here's go ahead. Okay, sorry, go ahead. What I just don't understand is... What was it that she said that someone online took so much offense to that they threatened death upon her? Like, she didn't say some fucked up shit. Like, that, she didn't say anything more than anyone else has said any season. Nobody threatened death on her. An anonymous Twitter account said, kill yourself, you ugly N-word. And it was like, it's just some yeah, anonymous... let's go ahead and trace that IP, because you know it's going right back to Jasmine Master. What I'm saying, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just some anonymous Twitter person. It's like, why do you care? It's the internet. Have you not met the internet? It's Twitter. 
Well, dying art form. Anyway, well, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine Masters. May you uh, live on in in. We in... hardly. Okay, now I'm sorry. Before you guys move on, I do have to bring up. Now, did you guys see the video? I don't know who this boy is. He's got a beautiful torso on Facebook. Who does his own little recap of the show, where he just pretty much takes the episode and splices clips of other shit in. So, when when our favorite person, uh, Ginge. Yes. Goes for her intro. It cuts to Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Every time Jasmine said something, you just heard a horse. Like, oh it was God. fucking hysterical. I have Send a link me, on my page. Yes. It's so funny. I will put yeah, the link I, I in saw the, it on your page. Yeah. I will put the link oh, on our, our website. So if you go to our website, pride48.com slash RDRR, we'll have the link up there for this episode. So. Okay, so we see a brief little clip of uh, Pearl, and already we're seeing so much of Pearl early on that I'm already thinking when I'm watching it, like, oh shit, this bitch is in the bottom two. But she's a little bitter about re being read on the main stage in the previous episode for having to pick up the energy. And then that's it in the workroom, and then we go back to the next day. So now they go home, and the next day they're back in the workroom, and immediately Rue walks in to explain the mainstay challenge. Go ahead, Daniel. Clip number one. You know, in showbiz, one day you're in on the joke, and the next day the joke's on you. So, for this week's maxi challenge, you'll be creating music video parodies. One of my favorite artists ever! Me. There you go. Yes, and so this week the girls had to break up in three teams and make music video parodies of three RuPaul songs. Now, they got to um, self-select into teams. What did you guys think when they self-selected into teams? Donna, what were you thinking when they did that, or Daniel? Did my, uh, my initial thought, and I actually wrote it down, I said who, whichever team Kennedy is on is going to have a problem. <laughs> because I just had this impression that Kennedy was going to fall flat on this challenge. Yeah. Because she'd been not, she'd been sort of in the background and not doing too well. Well, they yeah. so, they self-selected the teams. I identified them by sort of like the the key person on each team. So we have team one, which is Trixie, yes. and uh, they're going to do the song "Dance with You," and that includes Trixie, Pearl, Miss Fame, and Katya. Team three is Team Ginger, and that is uh, Ginger, Mrs. Kasha Davis, Candy Ho, and Kennedy. And then Team uh, Max uh, is sort of the leftovers. It was Max, Jaden. And uh, Jaden Dior Fierce and Violet Chachki. And, and that kind of surprised me a little bit in the selection process because we, we learned in Untucked last week that uh, Max and Trixie actually went to school together. And they're actually both from Wisconsin. They're both like they work together often. And it was like I, I would have thought that they would have paired up, um, but they didn't. They, they didn't, you know, Trixie made no moves towards going towards Max, nor did Max make any moves towards going towards her. So it was just kind of weird that, uh, you know, Max, I think. Excuse not Max. I think Trixie is kind of like infatuated with Pearl or something because he's like immediately gloms on the Pearl and he's like, all right, who can I use to cover wait, this Wait, weren't up? Trixie and Miss Fame all over each other on one of the days? They were. Yeah, I think Trixie is just a, a, a cuddler. You know, Basically, they're all three having threesomes uh, on the off days. No, I would I would like to see that video, actually. But the, the, the Me thing, too, girl. Me too. I, I think uh, it... it it just surprised me that, that Trixie and Max didn't get on that one together. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought that the most annoying thing to me was Ginger, of course. It was like, well, because I'm a singer, and everyone just immediately gloms onto me. And I was just like, in, in <laughs> You're what? a singer like Harvey Firestein in is what a singer. universe are you a singer? Well, the other thing is, I'll, to say this about Max, Max, I think, is kind of gunning for miscongeniality, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were teams that would have had Max, but she saw that Jaden and Violet had nowhere to go, and she sort of took them and 
was in a team with them. I she might, sort of seemed like someone that had that spirit. Yeah, I might be. I would be scared probably of picking Max for my team because I've seen some of her performances on YouTube, and she kind of does this death metal drag thing. Oh, she, she does. Where she like sings like these really. It's like just uh, it's very. Kind that of, is shocking. It's to me. very very avant garde there. But now. Yeah, yeah. Considering that this is a comedy challenge, this is a spoof mm-hmm. kind of challenge, this is something that requires creativity and imagination, I am shocked Trixie took the two most boring fucking drag queens for her team. I realize they're pretty, I realize there might be a I want to fuck you aspect, but mm-hmm. those two were the last two people I would want on my team. I agree with you. I don't understand what I you agree. mean, Donna, because Miss Fame clearly has the best voice out of the entire group. But yeah, Trixie, I mean, she's so good, she's giving lessons. <laughs> but Trixie kind of, does she say that? No, but she's trying to no, do the whole choreography. Oh, yeah, in the, in the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, ju- let's keep going here. So we, they immediately break up into their groups. T-Max is doing Sissy That Walk. And as they're discussing the options, Max makes it clear that he does not want to do anything dirty, which for some reason offends Violet Chachki. Um I kind of feel with Team Max, and I'll bring this up over and over again, especially since their video was so strong, I kind of think that they kind of knew what they were doing the whole time, and they just sort of built this fake drama into the show because the drama was really with Team Trixie. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, th- I thought of the three videos, none of them were great, but of the three videos, no. I did like theirs the best. Yes. Yeah, um, they did a really good job with the impressions. Net, net, next, we go on to Team Trixie, and they're doing the RuPaul song, I Don't Know, called Dance With You. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's It what could have been do. one of those tracks that were when you bootlegged the CD that was just turned the background going, girl, you stole my track. Girl, you stole my track. When I hear it, I think of that, what is it, that 70s song, I wanna, like, that, no, it was Rock With You. That's what I was thinking, the, the Jackson 5. Like, I wanna yeah. rock with you. Like, you know, I think that's what I'm kind of singing night. in my head, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, Trixie immediately wants to do, I want to tan with you. Yes. Right? Mix, Miss Fame wants to do something about giving hand jobs or, I don't it was really, really gross. And Pearl points out how gross it is, and they get they get in this weird kind of like a fighting, like a little shade match, right? It was, yeah. They were both. Could it be that that night before at the hotel that maybe Fame wanted to do something in the bed that Pearl just wasn't okay with? (laughs) The safe word was just too long. Yeah, well, maybe or maybe Pearl woke up and she was like, "Wait, I'm in a challenge." So Pearl is bummed about tan with you, and there's this tension because she doesn't like any of the ideas. Meanwhile, she's not offering any of her own ideas. And then we jump into Rue comes into the room. She's visiting the groups. And Pearl immediately gets shady and points out that Trixie thought of the concept. Right? Pearl obviously didn't like the concept, and she was sort of dropping that in. Why don't you play clip number two? Somehow I feel like Trixie is the leader of this group just because I know you do a lot of comedy. Turns out (laughs) making fun of you is a lot easier than I thought. (laughs) She definitely thought of the concept. What is the concept? Uh, tan with you. Four ladies who just love the overgrown sun. orangutans. I love that. That sounds fun. <laughs> See, I, and I, Pearl was so bummed. I don't think so. I think that was just clever editing because if you look at how tight Trixie and Pearl were, especially at the end there where they just, well, I love you, I love you thing, I think Pearl was actually trying to give Trixie some credit there. I think that's actually just Pearl has no fucking inflection in her voice. I think that that was a genuine thing and just with the music behind it and the the and the you know kind of makes it seem shady and i and think then it cutting was to like the other girls like yeah. looking her down like that's just yeah yeah you know it's what, what just happened to your microphone girl my my microphone Ooh, i don't know so, uh, suddenly you're Something talking across happened. the room oh god i don't know no. are you using a headset or are you using your microphone no i'm using my microphone okay we, we're not hearing you in your microphone can you can you just tap on your microphone 
Oh, yeah. Yes, Can we're not hearing. Hear no, we're not hearing that, so you're not pulling the microphone. Oh. I'm going to hang out there and change your settings to the microphone there. So anyway, while she does that, you know, I, it could be something where I'm projecting a little bit of something because um, – um, uh, a really good friend of mine who we work on a project together. That bitch does that shit all the time. Whenever we meet with with our, I guess essentially our boss. Yeah. She'll be like, "Well, Joe thought of that," and then if he says he liked it, she's like bummed, you know, <laughs> or you know, she's trying to get me in trouble all the time, like tell right. telling me to daddy. So maybe I'm sort of projecting that on Pearl. Right. I heard a little bit of a click. I feel like Donna's mic is back in there. Either that or just completely cut out. Donna? Just completely cut out. Is that better? Yes. Oh, oh my God. gosh. So much yeah. better. So much better. It's so much better. I don't yeah. know. It was oh. like you were on your camera microphone or something. It's horrible. Ew. So after that, we go to commercial, and then when we come back from commercial, we're in the studio with Lucian Piani and Miss Fame. They go, they cut away to a confessional where she explains the challenge. That's clip number three, Daniel. For today's Maxi Challenge, we have to do a parody music video. Our team is working with the talented Lucian Piani, RuPaul's producer. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This might be kind of controversial. I've never liked Lucian Piani. I want him to sit on my face. Oh, I think he's really cute. I think he's really cute, but I feel he comes off so Mm. obnoxiously on every time he's on the show. I'm not a fan of his attitude. I'm curious. Does he talk to Rue like he talks to Rue's queens? Because you know we don't talk to her like that. Exactly. He's like, of course, Rue, anything you want. Yeah, all right, but that's, that's not exactly... That's apples and oranges there, right? It, 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 here's these people that he's not getting, you know, they're not stars, that he's responsible for their thing, whereas in the other case, he's an employee of Ruse, right? He he is there you to do You don't think what he's getting wants. paid for this challenge? You don't think No, 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 but what I'm saying is that these, it, whether they do well or not reflects on him, not, it's not a matter of whether they like what he does, it's a matter of whether Rue likes what he does, so he can basically boss them around, because he, ultimately, he wants it to be what Rue likes, right? He's, there's a lot of auto-tuning in those songs, I don't know if you picked up on that, but it's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah there is it. Well, Rue calls it out on the show, but the other thing is the thing with Lucian though is I feel like he sort of plays it up on the show. Like he knows he you could be the best singer for the most part. He was gonna he's gonna throw a shade at you because yeah. he's playing it up for the show. He did it last year with Courtney when they did the singing challenge. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, You're right. From the chat, Turnpred in the chat room says that I want to dance with you plays at the end of the shows. Is that the oh. that, that's the song that they're playing now when they're uh, dancing around? I guess is I want to dance with you. I, I'm I already changing the channel by that point. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. With somebody who loves me. Right. Oh, on the previous season. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. So go ahead, Joe Hans. Well, you know what? On previous seasons, I'll say this. I used to watch it at the same time when they would sort of blend into Untucked, and they would cut the song off if you when, if you watch them together. Yeah. So if you would just go let the music play, and it would immediately go to Untucked. Okay, so now in the studio, we go with Team Trixie. They're first up, and Katya is doing some sort of weird voice. <laughs> Like she's supposed to be some sort of crack hoe, but I, you know, again, I think it played well for real, but they made like they, they edited it to make it seem like she was being this crazy person. I, well, that first take was a little rough. Yeah, and I and I think, but I, you know, you, there's so much. I mean, you know, who knows with reactions and the camera cuts. I mean, there's a lot of there, there was no steady shots there, so it's difficult to tell what happened in what sequence. But I will say this: I discovered Katya's YouTube channel the other day, and if you mm-hmm. haven't found this YouTube channel, oh my god, she's like my new favorite. She's amazing, and it's like. I, I I really have a whole new level of respect for Katya. So I, I think it probably was just a, you know, that one-off kind of a, a take there of like getting used but to the equipment or something. The funniest damn line. Oh my God. Lucian Piani saying, okay, this is not 10 Long Island Ice Teas. We need three Long Island Ice Teas. <laughs> and that was the perfect explanation and it just worked. But what I will say is, you know what? Can we just say something from now on? Sure. Let's not say how this was edited. Let's just assume if we're watching the show, this is exactly what happened. I agree with you. I like that. 
We have because, to we have to buy into the narrative. Because yeah, when we play this, well, maybe it was just edited wrong. We could sit there and do that all day long. We could. I agree with you. We have to. We have to. Yeah, we have to uh, evaluate what we're presented with. Fine, I, like I will suspend my uh, belief of reality and go with the narrative. All right, Good. here we go. Now we've been wanting to talk about this, but then we cut to Miss Fame, and she now she's bragged the whole show what a good singer she is, and that bitch is just not hitting the right notes. She was she was a little flat on her high note, and it, it it's so so. If you do audio, bro, oh, here you know, we go. If you do audio, <laughs> Phil right, Spector's coming in now. No, no, but like think about like American Idol or whatever. When, sometimes yeah. when you hear them sing, when you're hearing a raw voice and it's not mixed well with the backs, it it does sound kind of you know raw and out there and kind of horrible. That that there's some musical piece there that's going to you know to harmonize with that to make it softer or better. So you're you're kind of just hearing just her voice. You're not hearing what she's hearing in her headphones. You don't know what she's singing with. You don't know you know what she's harmonizing against. So it's kind of misleading there. But I, I yeah I agree. I mean you know it was one of those. Daniel, what do you mean misleading? What we saw was reality. No, I'm but we still I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm buying into the narrative here, John. Yeah. I'm just saying we're not hearing what she's hearing in her headphones. So oh, we don't know okay. what she's and harmonizing right. against. And let's all just assume that Miss Fame is just raw. Let's just yeah. all let, no. Let's just happening. all assume that Miss Fame is a wonderful singer and everything she says is true. And she likes it raw. <laughs> I want her to like it raw. We as we move on, we see that Trixie struggles, Pearl's boring, same old thing. But then they go to a confessional and Trixie reads Pearl. Again, remember they're friends, Daniel, but Trixie reads Pearl. Go ahead and play clip number four. Pearl and I are sisters. Pearl and I used to work together in Chicago before she moved to New York. She's just extremely chill. The way she talks moves everything. But for drag, she really does need to get herself a fresh pair of batteries or they're gonna keep saying she doesn't care. I don't know that that's really reading her. I think she's just saying that that's, you know, that she's worked with Pearl. She knows that she's better and she does need to just like kind of like. It is a read, but at the same time, it's not necessarily negative. It's, yeah. it's a read, but she didn't really say anything disparaging. She said, this is just kind of how she is, but the judges want more. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's, she's not reading her to filth. She's just telling it like it is. Uh, so that's what happens. Next, we move on to Team Max. Again, I think there's kind of false drama. They do show the clip of Violet snapping back at Lucian uh, because he says that she was in the wrong octave, I believe is yeah. what he says. Right. And she's like, and then that she was a little fast or something. She goes, well, I was just following your lead. Right. But I, again, I don't think it didn't seem that dramatic. It seemed more like she was just nervous. I mean, that's, you know, we're going yeah, along these, this is the fourth day that they're there. They're still kind of, you know, new to all this stuff. And here you've got, you know, cameras on you, microphones in you. You're supposed to, it's like, it's, it's, it's intimidating enough to sing in front of people naturally. But then when there's cameras on you and like professionals in the room, it's, it's very intimate. I could see that there would be a lot of, it came off as just like young defensiveness. It didn't really come off as being a bitch. Yeah. And I, I think this, this was covered later in Untucked where I think Miss Kasha Davis pointed out to Violet. It's like, it's just your age. Girl, I was like that when I was your age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then finally we end up with Team Ginger. Everything seems fine. Mrs. Kasha Davis is singing in a funny voice. But again, I think, again, uh, I mean, yeah, she's singing in a weird voice. <laughs> but if she, I mean, if she doesn't know how to sing and she's thinking that she's going to play up the comedy of it, I don't, I don't yeah. hate that. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is that, it, what's funny, he, he told Kennedy... Is it Kennedy to do it the he, in the group before? He did. He said play up the comedy of it. Right. And because Bianca's not a singer either. Right. And she yeah. was impersonating Bianca, right? Yeah. So it's like, why is it okay for one but not for another? Yeah. Yeah. 
you're right. You're right. So I think, and and they they address this a little bit in Untucked. In fact, in Untucked, it seemed like they were okay with Mrs. Kasha Davis. They sort of expected her to sing weird. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't any big deal. So now we go back into, go ahead. I just want to say, I don't think they really judge them on any of their singing. I think, you know, when they judge these videos, they really judge it more on the content and the flow of the video. Rather, I don't think I've ever heard in any of these singing competitions before, you know, uh, challenges on, on Drag Race in seven seasons, I've never heard someone go, oh, yeah, but her voice was just god awful. You know what I'm saying? It's just, they just kind of go with that. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you try. There's auto tune there to try to correct it. And, you know. Yeah. And, they're, they're, I've actually singers. never seen an edit. I've never seen an edit done where the voice was super, super terrible. Right. I mean, with auto tuning, almost anyone can be a singer, even RuPaul. Yeah. Even RuPaul. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Ooh, the girl. season assist will be coming in. Yeah. You just got Bad. the eye on you. This is like Lord of the Rings. The eye with the big old lashes is going to turn to you. Saru. Ooh, we're gonna the call Saru. It. The eye of Saru. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the workroom, Team Trixie rehearses their steps, and Miss Fame and Pearl get snappy with each other. Why don't you play clip five, Daniel? Must I? Okay, so get into your last yeah. position. This is sunblock down, girl. This is where you ended. No, we're coming back up from that. We're coming up from down. I and know. We uh, have to figure down. out what the next move is going to be. Go so ahead. What do you want it to be, girl? Well, if you get it's to the fucking this. position, what we could we jump do? into it. Calm your ass down. I girl. am. We have to get on with this. To me, though. Then what are you trying to say? Go ahead. Project. I'm trying. What in the fucking hell is going on here? I think we have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. It's going to be a disaster. That was lacist. If I were Indian, I'd be offended. <laughs> By the way, that's the most emotion I've ever seen Pearl emote. It was. It was like her medication was wearing off and she didn't have another fix or something. It was, uh, yeah, she she was getting the, the DTs. I was like, oh, that's, look, she can throw down. Yeah. By the way, Miss Pearl is going to be playing at a club nearby. I kind of want to go see her on the fifth of April. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you just, just want to go and roofie her as she's leaving. Yeah. The club. Maybe I'll see if you can get an interview for our little podcast. There you go. It'll be the most boring interview. I really uh, liked doing it. And how was the show? It, it was, was fine. It was okay. It was fine. <laughs> it was okay. That was cool. If we Where get, am I? If, I'm telling you, if we, if she does Paris Hilton for. Um, if she does Paris Hilton for when we get to the celebrity impersonation, Snatch Game, she yes. might have it. When, yeah, I think she's got her celebrity. So she does. She's you're, like you're hoping that Pearl does uh, uh, Paris Hilton for Snatch Game. I mean, because oh, she you... is. I mean, that's Paris Hilton right there. Like, just kind of, I'm on drugs. Yeah, just, <laughs> just kind of really chill. You think she's gonna make it to Snatch Game? I think her ass is gone um, next week. <laughs> Snatch. Uh, you know what? Snatch Game is usually when there's what ten. No, there's already ten. 10. Uh, it's probably gonna happen when there's. Well, I guess yeah. One, as two, of this week, they're now ten. It's usually yes. between nine. It's eight or nine people for Snatch Game. So yeah, we are next coming close to Snatch Game. We're getting closest to that you're right uh okay so now we'll be gone before pearl just throwing at that oh you're oh really i'm throwing that out there i think i think because pearl's pretty and people fucking love her one of the things i pointed out to my cousin yesterday we were watching it together is all three of us had trixie mattel in our top three yeah I'll we tell might you, have to reevaluate. I've I've never seen a reaction like that, but we can we can get to it later because there the, yeah, it was it trending on Twitter. Like the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, And well, I have thoughts on that too. The music video shoot. We go to the music video shoot, and T Max uh, comes in to do their "Sissy That Walk" video, and Max gets red for her Courtney Act impression. I guess this will come up later, but I want to talk about it a little bit now. I mean, how do you really read someone for a Courtney Act impression? <laughs> There's not much to that bitch. I think it was added in just to create the drama there. I mean, it was, it was one of those, I think 
I can't talk about the editing, but I, I think um, <laughs> knowing knowing who eventually wins the challenge and they weren't in that video, I think they had to create some kind of drama for that video because it was so clearly better than the other one. Just like why why didn't Jaden win that challenge? She did a dead on Bianca Del Rio. I mean, here's this well, girl who is the exact yeah. opposite of Bianca Del Rio, who did a dead on you know Bianca impersonation. I thought. But it was can great. we tell you, I probably the one of the best adore impersonations. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Violet Violet got red for it. Michelle said you could have done more with it and you're like what what could she have done it what else does adore on. have she it i mean they hit on, on everything in that video adore doesn't have much else yeah i think it was yeah. just that they had to make it seem like there were problems with that because the winner was in a, in a horrible video anyway yeah i think you're you're right all right team ginger they come in and root gets upset about the drag you line why don't you go <laughs> yes. ahead and play clip number six now what was that uh drag you lyric again what'd you say about drag you that was a rough spot. All right, all right. Well, yeah, that was one of my favorite jobs. Uh, to change people's lives, you know? Yeah, I guess I didn't give the right timestamp, but the thing is here is that they sang a line where they said that drag you. They said something about drag you. I don't yeah, drag you. That really was a rough spot. Yes. Oh, they, yeah. They talk right. about her rise to fame and how she can really do no wrong, and then drag you happens, and that was a rough spot. Right. <laughs> that is so true, though. Drag you. And what's funny is Rue, I mean, Rue did really love that show. And yeah. it's, it was important. And, and I'm sure that was rough for her. Frankly, that entire thing, I think, was played up for comedy. I don't think Rue batted an eyelash. I, you know she no. laughed about it when no one was looking. Yeah. Well, they had already recorded the song. So you know a producer said, Rue, they, 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 here, we could do this here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go on to Team Trixie. And uh, Tri Trixie keeps walking out of the shot, which is something they didn't mention again. But remember, she was filming it. And then the, the thing, it was almost really weird, actually. Every time her line would come on her. Right. I, I think she just walk out. Yeah, I think she was probably. Well, she had the first line of the song. I think it was probably yeah. she just didn't understand that you're just supposed to stand there for the whole song and sing all of your parts. Anytime you sing, you're supposed to sing. And otherwise, you're yeah. just dancing. And they're going to play the song four different times. One person up there each time. And then they'll do the group shots. And it's like, I yeah. Think, yeah, it was probably just a misunderstanding of directions. But now, yeah. could the, now, now, and I know, okay, and I'm the one that said no editing and comments <laughs> on editing. Yes, but, uh huh. Okay, I just gotta say, this. do you think that she was the first person from that group to go up there and well, yeah, she, she had, just didn't fully get the instructions? Yeah, because she has, yeah, because she had the that, first lines of that song. She was on the phone on the very first line of that song. You know, that was her on the phone. And she even said, I thought I was just supposed to do my phone stuff and then then we were going to change up. So it's like, so yeah, I think and, it was just a misunderstanding. And I'm sure they want that kind of stuff to happen. So they're intentionally kind of vague right. with them. So they're yeah. like, oh yeah, just go in front of the camera, you know, because usually that stuff, they give you very specific instructions. This is exactly what they want you to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So after that, uh, we go to commercial and now it is elimination day and we're back in the workroom. And this is, again, we have to have, because Untucked doesn't really do this stuff anymore. The patented emotional hallmark moment and this time it's kennedy davenport opening up about her sister sahara davenport which if you don't follow drag queens she was a former contestant who passed away uh, i think she had some sort of heart condition and, and she was her partner was uh, miss manila luzon yeah and um one thing like, this is a visual thing but i'll point it out anyway in case you watch it again but when they would, they would do these uh behind the the headshots and ginger had the worst back acne I've ever seen in my entire life. And you know, you we got watch it, this episode again. We, we have an email about that, which we'll get to later. But yes, I, I will. Sometimes trolls just I, get some I want everyone to sit down now. I'm actually going to defend Ginger. But you want me to play the clip now for Miss... Uh, uh, well, yeah, well, what, 
But what happens is it's super emotional, and then I think Do it gets a little... we need to play that clip? Because, frankly, this is the most manufactured... I think this is the only reason this bitch was even asked to be on the show. Well, there's a reason it's... I bring it up. There's okay. a reason I bring it up. So, bring it, uh, play it. Something weird happens at the end of this clip. Go ahead, Daniel. We just knew she was in the hospital, and then she passed. Ugh. That was most heartbreaking for me, because I'm way I in Dallas. Break. I have no money to go to the funeral or anything, so... Maybe. Isn't that the worst fucking <laughs> feeling in the world? That was, like, the worst. Yeah. I mean, that was my sister for real. I mean, like, if we come out the same pussy, we would have. <laughs> okay, well, you obviously heard uh, Daniel and myself talking as we were pulling that clip. Yeah. Come out the same pussy. pussy. Yeah, how are you talking about your dead, your quote-unquote sister and being like, we came out the same pussy? Like, mm-hmm. having a serious conversation. It's, it's, that's a, just, she's a, she's a ghetto bitch. Pop, the you want? pop the pussy, feed the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Daniel, did you want to talk about this email now or are you going to wait till later? Uh, we have a couple of emails. Let's get to them. Uh, oh, okay. Let's get to them at the end of the show. So. Okay, okay, so, so let, now let, we go. Can we talk? Okay, are we talking about the theme? Are we talking about the theme for the runway, which let's I get went into crazy? It. Why did you get crazy? Two seconds. I want to get two seconds. I want to get uh, Donna's thoughts, one, on Rue's outfit. And I also want to talk briefly about the judges. Uh, Donna, do you have any thoughts on Rue's outfit in particular? Well, first of all, you should say the name, what they had to do for the runway. And that will it was a green a theme. Green Eleganza was the theme. Mm-hmm. RuPaul's ass walks out not wearing green. <laughs> in her rainbow caftan dress. And Michelle that looks Mich- like they're going to be selling it at Kmart next month. And Michelle was actually wearing green. I don't know if you guys realize that. It was a very mm. pale green that she was wearing there, which is why the comment was made about You know her. what I bet is that they were sort of anticipating that this would probably be like um, St. Patrick's week. Oh, no. I, I There was talk. Or, I mean, yeah, the, the show was delayed by a week. And that it's that's clearly this was supposed to have aired last week, right? Because it would have been yeah. the day before St. Patrick's Day. So it, it would have made a lot of sense. But Michelle yeah. hates green. Why yes. the hell did green, green challenge? Because they were going to be on the day before St. Patrick's Day, and so it made well, sense. Or do they for... just hate green on a fat bitch? Because <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where Michelle really read the green. <laughs> so, Donna, we're going to run through the runway. Now, Daniel, how do you want to do this now? Because we are changing this up a little bit because we, we kind of want to – we don't want to spend too much time on the runway. Is that correct, Daniel? Right, yeah, because we're not a, we're not a video podcast, so we can't really bring back up the, you know, the dresses for you to look at. And there's 10 of them right now, so it's kind of hard. Well, actually, there's 11 of them right now, so it's kind of hard to remember what everyone's wearing. If if one of them really jumps out at you, like you know the pasties on her nipples, uh, did you do your one word reviews, Donna? Or did, I did. Oh, then, oh go ahead. Okay, so why don't we do that? So Daniel, do you, are you able to play the 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 bed or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the right. the sissy that walk bed. Here we go. Uh, We're gonna well, get into find it first. Where did you put? Oh it? wait, you know it's just. But oh wait, wait hold it. on got, for a I got second. It. I got it. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. All right, go ahead. Okay, All Pearl. Right. Pearl is a, a fugly snake. We got Fame looking stunning, but Michelle reads her for her wide shoulders. Katya with that fucked up wig that's flat in the back. You think 360. Max, stunning, but naked. Uh, Jaden, <laughs> um, Rue read her for her fatness. Violet, no tits again, and nobody reads her for it. Candy, got six head. Kasha stole my fucking look because that's the outfit I would have done. Kennedy, um, Miss America reject, and Ginge, bitch only got one wig. <laughs> and there you go. Now I will. Wow. I will. Uh, there was one that you said that. Oh, I can't remember. You know what? What was your? What did you say about uh, uh, Pearl? Because I was. Pearl? Yeah, I was trying uh, to. I hated the snake. Because they, they talked about this on Untucked, too. It's like she had no padding on. She didn't have any, like, no fake tits. She had no fake hips. She was just like, 
it was just like there was no pattern. You could see her boy nipples under that thing. Can we talk about the most epic read? I don't think I've sure. ever heard Rue read someone like she read Jaden Dior. About what? That's so you didn't do you hear Rue was like that's why I couldn't find any camouflage when I went looking for oh. it. Reading that oh. fat bitch for that for that outfit. That was a fat I, read. It was subtle, but that I that didn't was, pick that up. I, yeah. Jaw dropped. It was hysterical. I thought. See, I, because when she goes, oh, there it is. When she takes off her glasses on that, because I watched it a couple of times, and it's like I thought it was just a comment about you know I can't see her because she's in camouflage, right? And then she takes off her glasses and goes, oh, there it is. But you're probably right. It probably was a, a fat read. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even pick that up when I heard that. I remember that line though. But Violet with the painted on tits again. Come on, you just got red for this. Why'd you do it again? And come on, you can't. You don't have a tip bib. You could have done a tip bib. I mean, everyone else has got tit bibs. It's Jessica Jessica Alba spoke about uh, Violet's ass not once, not twice, but thrice. It's just enamored by no. Violet's perfect ass. Violet does have a perfect ass. It is, it, is a, it is a very perfect lady ass. Yeah, no, no. Perfect lady ass. A horrible boy ass. <laughs> yeah. But a perfect lady ass. So we go to commercial, and when we come back, they debut the videos. I don't think we really need to spend too much time on them. Let's just kind of talk about them a little bit. Team Trixie, I want to tan with you. Four overly tanned women frolicking around Miami. Uh, did you guys have any specific thoughts on this? I think it was hilarious with the backgrounds, with them on the sun and the fire mm. and the roasted rotisserie chickens. I think that it was edited beautifully. I thought it was a good video. As a Floridian, I am all too familiar with the peeling skin of being sunburned, and I thought that was hilarious when uh, Ka- uh, Katya pulled the skin off and then ate it. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> now, was Trixie... I mean, Trixie did say she was a comedy queen. I didn't think she was particularly funny. No, she, she wasn't. But then how? there was no real chance to be funny in that right you're you're doing now, you're kind of hemmed in by the music right but here's the thing here's the thing if this bitch is constantly talking about how funny she is and then in untucked she's going through her and like the things we would have seen had she done it and like they were like funny glasses yeah. i think she's one of these bitches that thinks she's funnier than she is i don't i don't, I don't know stuff. how funny she says she was i know that rue actually made the lines like her, her audition it was the funniest audition tape that she had ever seen so i mean i know rue was saying that she was very funny yeah but you know what i listened to the rupaul podcast that bitch cracks up at the stupidest shit yeah she does but, what i know. get it what i have to say is is that i never really thought it before but watching this episode she's kind of hot as a boy she was really growing on me there's something kind of sexy about who um <laughs> No, I just went stupid. Trixie? Um, about Trixie. Oh, God, yes. She's just, hella sexy as a boy. I never, I didn't see it before, but now I'm just kind of like, that's kind of hot. Actually, in her okay. apology video, well, not in her apology video, but her video that she just posted today on her YouTube channel, which says, I'm all right, uh, she looks god-awful in drag. Oh, does she? Because of the lighting. It's like, girl, three-point lighting, girl. But uh, but then it ends with her in the shower and as a boy in, in the shower, naked. And oh, she's well, I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I can't keep oh, recording wait. this. Hold on. <laughs> wait, hold on. What are all these videos I'm watching now? Wait, what oh, I'm hold watching? on. Wait a minute yes, now. You need uh, to go to Katya's uh, channel. Oh, and Katya you need... or Trixie? Well, no, both. Com. You need to go to Katya's channel and watch the Rugrats video series that she does mm. and then go to Trixie's channel to see her in the shower as a boy. Which is so funny because I'm not that super into Trixie, but I still want to see what's going on. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Okay, so Team Ginger, they do their parody of Let the Music Play. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I skipped over Team Max. Sissy that Sissy that walk. Can yeah. we just agree that was the funniest video? It was. And it, it was made that way just because the dead on uh, parodies that they did. 
Yeah, and we covered that already yeah. in depth. I mean, and, you know, Max's Courtney was fine. I mean, yeah, it was. There's just not much to Courtney. I don't it know why. Was. I think they were trying to find something to read about her. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me to fathom how Kennedy won this challenge. It's like it should have been Jaden or you know even Violet uh, because they just mm-hmm. it was the superior video. It was yeah, the better. I didn't see anything that was so great about Kennedy. Yeah. I could see if it was a team effort, you know. Because well, she had a gum wrapper on her fucking teeth. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. I don't get it. It was. I don't know. This whole this whole thing with, with Kennedy winning and, and Trixie going and oh it was just it was just like what was Rue off her meds or something? I don't know. Anyway, move yeah. on. And then Team Ginger, they do let the music play. We were just talking about it. I mean, it was all right. I didn't see what was so great about it's it. It's a story of a girl named Rue. You know what? The words were funnier than the other song. The lyrics of that song were the funniest of the three. I'll say that. Um, and there, is there a specific reason why that video was so much longer than the other two? Did anyone else notice that? I didn't really notice that. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe if it was just, it felt so much it's longer than the other two. Because it was Ginger and it just feels long when you see her. Yeah, maybe uh, that's Let me it. check. I the times know. are on their YouTube channel. But carry on. I'll check this out. Yeah. So we go to commercial. When we come back, it's time for the evals. And right before we get into it, uh, Katya, Jaden Dior Fierce, and Kennedy Davenport are brought forward on the stage as being the strongest members of their individual teams. But uh, Rue announces that Kennedy Davenport is the winner for that challenge, and she wins a life, uh, some sort of prize package from Jessica Alba's company. Which it smells good. Yeah, it was like the. <laughs> The prizes are really, so lame this year. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, aren't we? Just don't there? take off their just-in-case under, underwear product placement. Yeah. And then Rue also throws in Miss Fame and Ginger Minge as safe, and they are allowed to go backstage to the Untuck Lounge to have a cocktail. Correct. Meanwhile, we go back to the judges' critiques, which are really simple. We'll run, we'll run through them really quick. The first one, the one that gets the most attention, is B- Pearl, and she gets called out for being boring. Why don't you go ahead and play clip number eight, Daniel? It helps if I have the volume up, doesn't it? Sorry. Are you a stoner girl? Because that's like the vibe I got. I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of girls here that are sort of taking their time coming out of their shell, but I feel picked on almost. Okay, look. Pearl is boring, right? But she does have a point. It's like Candy Ho has as much personality as Pearl. The thing that got me about Candy Ho was she did that video and so she did a voiceover, you know, kind of a confessional voiceover, like the narrative of the show is all done by the girls. When Candy Ho showed up to do her narrative there, her her, her diary entry, I was like, wait, who's that? It was like, yeah. I, I had no idea who she was. It was just like, wait, I, I've not, is, we're now 45 minutes into this episode, you know, and I have, I have not seen her once this entire episode. Now she suddenly she shows up and talks about something. And I'm just like, who are you? Who, where'd you come from? Did you come from another show or something? I completely agree. And I feel Kennedy Davenport took a while too. She's finally starting to come out. Like on Untucked, I felt she was really sort of a star on Untucked. But she's finally starting to come out of her shell. So I think Pearl kind of has a point, And I'm not just saying that because I want to have sex with him in the worst way possible. <laughs> uh, Trixie gets called out for not standing out. Which I kind of see that, but uh, whatever. Max gets read for her Courtney act, which as we've discussed wasn't yeah. that bad. I think they were just trying to find something to read. Violet, they said, could have done more with a door. Once again, what? I mean, it was spot on a door, Delano. Yeah. The only thing that could have made that more a door is putting on a little sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Candy Ho, they said, gets lost, which I agree with. And then uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis, they just loved her voice. She didn't even get read. They kind of liked her. Right. Uh, the girls are released back into to the backstage, and the deliberation happens. Nothing particularly happens during the deliberation among the judges. We go to commercial, and when we come back, 
Pearl and Trixie. Well, we find out who's going to be in the bottom two. What, and, and Donna, as I was telling Daniel, we can talk over this clip. Right. Um, so to set the stage here, we have Pearl, Candy Corn. I know it's Candy Ho. Candy Ho and Trixie Mattel all standing on stage, and we hear this. Pearl, you are a magical queen, but your performance failed to charm the judges. She's just like, Bleh. My dear, but you're up for elimination. Cool. Again, I what? felt really good about this challenge. I, I felt, felt so good. How did she feel good about this challenge? I thought <laughs> I was the winner. You went for the comedy gold, but all we got was bronze. Who wrote that one? <laughs> yeah, considering that she's the one that wrote everything your for that video damn performance cha- wasn't sticky, and your runway look. It's not so sweet. Right now, now, there you go. Her, her video was substandard and, and her last looks were unstandard. So how is she not up for elimination? You're safe. Oh, mm. I, there was an audible gasp in the bar Trixie, when that dear, happened I'm last sorry, night. But you are up for elimination. Okay, okay. Can I throw this out here? And I, this is my hope and feel in the deepness of my soul. Do you remember two seasons ago when they brought the queen back? And yeah, the little Puerto Rican. Back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Do you think that maybe they are setting this up to bring a bitch back? Well, because, you know. I mean, oh, my God. You know what? I think you're right. I'll tell you why I think that. Go ahead. But I'm just saying, like, I really have this feeling that because she is so good and because she is so loved that there is going to be such an uproar that they're just going to be like, aha, we brought her back. You know what? It's funny that you say that because did you see next week in the preview for next week, they sort of imply that Pearl's walk, Pearl walks off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please. That would be so good. All right. Now, did, hold on. They've done hold that on. on other shows before. Oh, that's the best. I would, I, would, I would call it more of a lumber, really, than a walk. But yeah, yeah. It, was more like, it was more like the walking dead. Like, she meandered off, like, just slowly looking for You know prey. what? Knowing Pearl, she just may have gotten lost coming back from the bathroom. I was trying Still to smoke a cigarette. the halls of the hotel, like, where's my room? I went outside to smoke a cigarette. Who's this Deborah Harry person? Uh, I was anyway, just kind of over it. I you know to what, smoke Donna? a cigarette and ended up in Ventura. You know what, Donna? I think I think you are onto something. I think you're right. right. I think they're going to bring her back because that makes more sense. Everything makes more sense. We'll get back mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. But now we know Pearl and Trixie are in the bottom two, and Rue goes into this. The time has come. Reach your lip sync for your life. I look over at Pearl, I love Pearl, but I'm in it to win it. I know the song, like the back of my man hands, and I think, I'm going out kicking and screaming. Let's do this. Good luck, and don't fuck it up. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so let's talk. Come on. And this is making me think what Donna's saying is right. Because Trixie was so much better. No, wait. Here's the thing. Look at who is the judges, all right? Look at the look at the judging panel, right? You have people over there who are familiar with Debbie Harry. They've seen the video of Blondie of this song. And Pearl, unbeknownst to Pearl, was doing a dead on Deborah Harry. I don't even think Pearl could pick Deborah Harry out of a lineup. But it's like if you've ever seen that video to Dreaming, it is very it's like Deborah Harry has no expression on her face. It's just very kind of trancey, kind of like that's just how Deborah Harry is, and it's just kind of like just to speculate. Now, just to go behind the waterfall, if you will, do you now how much advance notice do you think they get on what the song is that they're going to have to lip sync? They all and have those. I, they, yeah, they all have them in their yeah. ear, like practicing back there. So I know but, they know. So you yeah. always see that on Untucked. But do you think they chose this song specifically because they knew that Pearl was in the bottom? 
I don't think so. I think for them to be able to be prepared every week, they probably already have that planned out for the entire season. Like this week, okay. the, the the runway theme is Green Eleganza and the lip sync song is going to be Dreamin'. And, but I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit with what Donna says. I feel that there is some sort of planning because remember, go back to season five with Jinx Monsoon, mm-hmm. right? And in the final lip sync when she did it against uh, Roxy Andrews, and they remember all three of the bitches just had a lip sync on the final episode. Yes. So it was Roxy Andrews, Jinx Monsoon, and somebody else. And the song was that uh, Ema Sumac song, the that crazy ass song. And it was almost like it was chosen for Jinx Monsoon. Like who would ever think to put that song? Are you song talking about the one that on? her and Detox? You, the one with her and Detox when she was dressed up like a Christmas reindeer? How dare oh, maybe it was that one. But it's it's an Ema Sumac song called Ma- Malambo number Malambo something or other. Yes, that's but, the one um, with her and Detox when they did the candy challenge. She was dressed like a Christmas oh, okay. reindeer. Sorry, and she went into it and Detox a did her unhinged, unhinged anaconda jaw and and that. After doing that so many times, it just wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, I mean that seems like it was so per- it was set up for Jinx to do well. I mean that's a song that's perfect for Jinx. Now that season also whipped my hair back and forth. I mean that was made. That song was really made for. Um, and now I just went blank and forgot her name. The one who pulled off her first wig and had a second wig. Oh, Roxy Andrews. Rox. Oh God, it was just made for her. That was that was her song. All right, I just wanted to point this out. Just a little bit of housekeeping here because of the time that we started and we we are on we're streaming live on Pride Forty Eight yes. and we are wedged between a couple of shows. So Emails. we are going to have to be going off the stream in five minutes. However, if you want to download the pod, if you're listening on the podcast, fear not, we will continue on and whatnot. But we will be dropping the stream in five minutes for those of you in the chat room. Uh, we'll be dropping the stream in five minutes so that you can listen to the Ramble Redhead show, which is coming on at nine o'clock Eastern time. But uh, it's eight fifty-five now, so we have five more minutes. But we will continue. To, fear not. You can download the podcast later tonight, and you will hear anything that you missed. So go ahead, Joe Batanz. Where are we at now? Well, we're, we're pretty much. So let's talk about. So we talked about the lip sync. You're saying that the, she did a good job of dreaming, but I actually, God, Donna really, she really, really won me over with that. They're going to bring Chicks, Trixie back. <laughs> I really do think that. I will say I this: think that either. Justice for Trixie was a uh, it was trending on Twitter. If you go and, and look at the hashtag Justice for Trixie, uh, also if you go to the any of the RuPaul Facebook groups, uh, there's just comment after comment. No one was defending. It was, everyone was like, "Oh my God, how did Trixie go?" The the only people that were saying anything contrary were Pearl fans saying Candy should have been there. It shouldn't have been Trixie. It should have been Candy and Pearl, and Candy should have gone home. Uh, it right. was. It was. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that or Kasha and Candy. That was the other option. It's like it should have been Kasha and Candy. Pearl and Trixie shouldn't have been in the bottom. Uh, but yeah, so justice for Trixie was was trending. Yeah, I think Donna's onto something. She's thinking like a reality show producer because th- wh- wh- I think what happens is a they future come up- reality show yeah. contestant. Oh yeah, you're right. They because they come up with these stories in advance. Okay, this season we're going to eliminate two at the same time. At some point, Rue knows she can do that because look, if you're making a television show, you can't. Uh, Eliminating two contestants at the same time uh, fucks with the number of episodes, so you really can't do that kind of shit. Right. So they plan these stories out ahead of time. You know, like well, at some point, Rue, you can eliminate two, right. and then we'll save one and do this. And so this scene, they haven't done that before. Have they brought someone back before? I in the same, in the same season? season, not that I'm aware of. Yes, bitch, you are. I think you're on to something. Because no one has, well, see, no one has been kicked off. See, this has happened on Project Runaway before where someone was kicked off in between episodes, like in between where it wasn't being filmed. And it's like they come back the next episode. Oh, so-and-so had to leave. This person came back. But the only time we've ever had someone that's been kicked off the show or has left the show like this was with um, Project Runaway, wasn't it? Willem Belli. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, but they didn't bring anybody back though. They didn't. No, they just eliminated because it happened during the filming. Because they chose, I think it's because they chose to do it during the filming. They just kept the two of them there instead of kicking someone off in the next episode, having to come back and say, "Oh well, Willem left and got kicked off. We had brought so and so back." Yeah, I think in Project Runway, we've had precedence for this where somebody left and they brought back the last person that was eliminated um, and she got put back into the challenge. She actually went on to be in the final three that season, but it was like that guy that, that he was a really intense designer guy that was like ripping the camera and like hitting the camera like, oh, you don't follow me, and like punched the camera. It was great. Anyway, yeah. different show, different show. I like that. I like and so that now, thinking. And now, and now going to another show, um, I realize we're getting ready to end here. Um, it's the makeup show um, Face Off had the same thing where they actually brought back a previous contestant. She went on into the top three and almost oh, yeah. won the That's entire true. show. So there you go, Joe Batanz. There is hope that Trixie Mattel will be back. For you. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I think I think this is my prediction. Pearl walks off next season, I mean next episode, and they bring back Trixie. There you go. That's that is my prediction. Okay. So um so let's let's talk about it. So Pearl is safe. Trixie is eliminated. Daniel, what was your reaction when you saw that? I, I I said it at the beginning of the show. It was just I was not the only one in the bar that was just like, oh my god. I mean, uh, and I'll tell you this. Uh, I met some people at the bar last night. Uh, I love. I met the lovely and talented Veronica Mann, uh, who was at the bar last night. And at the beginning of the evening, before the show even started, I asked. It was like, oh, well, who are you rooting for? And blah blah. blah. And then she asked me back, like, who are I rooting for? And I said, I really like Trixie. And she's like. Oh, do you know? Do you not know the uh, the you know? Have you not heard the the rumors or whatever? And so I kind of I was kind of uneasy all night because I kind of like when she reacted that way, I thought, oh, oh, something's happening with Trixie. And, okay, can I, can we bring that up here because that unfortunately is something that I've heard way too many times now, where shit gets online before the show airs. Like, are we at the point that we almost need to treat this shit like Survivor and keep them secluded in a, <laughs> in a special location? Where wait, they, wait, no I just, I just assumed. I assume that they did that. They just sequestered the girl somewhere else afterwards. The girls just go home after they're done for real. I don't know, but it's like the fact is, that, or someone at World of Wonder, or someone in the filming process needs to be tracked down and fired because for some reason it seems like certain details about episodes keep getting leaked to the internet. There's like it, there's a lot of people involved in a production, and there's a, there's a lot of, and if it's not. You know, it's really easy to keep survivor people under wraps because they're on a desert island somewhere out in the Pacific. It's not like they have ready access to like, uh, you know, uh, they have to get on a boat and like go back into the mainland. Yeah, because on the Amazing Race, it's the same thing. They they put them on oh, a yeah. vacation somewhere. No, no, heard- actually, no. Amazing Race. There has never been an Amazing Race where we didn't know who who the top three were ahead of time. Because there's people all around the globe that are in forums. I remember that like spot at different airports and whatnot. They'll like go to the airports and see if they see them there, and like and the report on what teams are there. It's just a hazard oh, of okay. it being here in the mainland when in the in a twitter world right but this has never happened with survivor because survivor knew survivor must have thought this right away that this was going to be an issue because you are sent to a resort you have you stay at the resort you don't leave you're not allowed to leave the property until the entire filming is done and then all of you return home together and you can't talk about it until the show's there yep but it regardless, uh, the, the the spoiler that I, w- I was told that the spoiler happened because uh, they put the episode out uh, over like C-band satellite and so oh, the day before and someone had picked it up off C-band satellite, which is a common thing to send it to affiliates, which I don't know why Logo would have affiliates, but it could be like a distribution point or something, uh, hmm. you know, it's like a regional for like satellite or something. Anyway, regardless. Uh, so Logo has a satellite feed where they send the show where people are easily able to hack it? Not easily able to hack it, but if you if you happen to have a big dish C-band satellite dish, which most people don't, um, 
um, and you have the the proper transcoder there, yeah, I guess you can pick it up. Okay. Anyway, that's just I, I don't know any more than that. I'm just saying that that's that's what I was told. That someone somehow saw the episode ahead of time because it was it was broadcast via satellite. Um, See, the thing with me, if I want to have the experience, like in other words, sitting with my friends yesterday and watching it, and my mouth dropping when she says that Pearl is safe. I love those experiences. I don't want to have it ruined for me. Yeah, and, and it was it was again, you know, this is the second week that I watched it in a bar and it was just I cannot stress enough if you have the option to go to a, a gay bar that is playing RuPaul on Monday night, do it. It is so much fun. It's just like, you know, they 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 turn the TV, you know, they mute the volume during the commercials and whatnot, but it's just you're there chatting with people that are watching the show and it's like these are, you know, a way to meet new people, but it's also just like a whole shared experience there where you're just kind of like, you know, in and, you know, gasping and whatnot. It's it was it's really fun. Um, Donna, do you have any sort of special reaction to uh Pearl being safe and Trixie going home? It, it's not a special reaction. I think it's just kind of like what the fuck. And I always think and even though I'm the one that said nothing, but I always think like what went into the process of thinking that somehow Pearl had something else to offer when the performance it was so eh. my trouble is that Trixie didn't leave that spot the entire show and she almost gave it to Pearl in a way because she was Pearl was on her stage where the fuck was Trixie Trixie you gotta move around you gotta be in the center you gotta steal the spotlight you have to get people looking at you standing in a corner and doing your shit isn't how you perform yeah, she favored the side. She didn't favor the center. But I think a lot of that was just Pearl looked like she was about to fall over on those heels. It's like, I wouldn't want to be next to her when she fell over either. Yeah. But again, and Pearl even said she wasn't. So in Untucked, let's actually jump into Untucked. I don't really have that much to say about Untucked. Well, hold we on. Before through. we don't, we have one last clip before we get to Untucked. Don't we, we have to play that clip? The clip that you made me pull? The clip that I wish I never had to hear again, but you want me to play this clip? Ladies. Oh. What? I've made my decision. I didn't have that on my list. Pearl, Shantae, you stay. <gasps> oh no! Oh my god! Daniel! <gasps> oh my god! Justice for Trixie! Talk to me, Pearl. Oh my god. I just love her so much. I feel. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. You may join the other girls. Oh my god, I can't believe this. This isn't happening. Water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back. Trixie Mattel, you are an amazing queen. Keep on dreaming and keep them laughing. Now, sashay away. Thank you. Can I just go ahead and just ask the question? <laughs> With that level of breakdown, did Pearl full on think she was the one going home? She's oh, like, yeah. I'm not funny. I'm boring. Oh, did I you watch Untucked? I want to go home. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get yeah. deep. Take us into it. On Untucked, uh, she gets, I didn't pull it because it, it was so much of the episode was Pearl just, you know, oh, yeah, confessing Pearl, that. Yeah. Pearl went outside to smoke a cigarette and other people had to go out and like comfort her. And uh, yeah, she was. Uh, it was a thing. So let's buzz through Untucked. So the first people we see in Untucked coming off the stage are Ginger, Ginger, Ginger Minj, Ginger Minj, Katya, Kennedy Davenport, Jaden Dior Fierce, and Miss Fame. Yes. And they go and they grab their cocktails and they're going to talk about the experience of the challenge. Daniel, do you have anything to say here? I, I, I really, all right. So I never watched Untucked in seasons before, as I've said. 
I really enjoy it being on YouTube. And I know that there's people online that are really pissed off that they took it off of TV. I don't understand why you would be pissed off. It's like that the video quality is better. It's uh, there's no commercials in it. You don't have to fast forward through anything. It's it seems tighter. They're not bleeping things out. So it's just like, why? Why are we? Why are we upset that it's on YouTube? I think that's great. I think this is the greatest thing in the world that Untucked is on, on YouTube. I think the show is so good. It's so much better than it was. Yeah. I, I think Logo might have had some say in like they were being oppressive or something. I don't know. But it's like, for whatever reason, it's working for him now. And I, and I like the show a lot better. You know what I actually figured out? I was driving the other day and I actually figured out why they got, why, why Logo um, got rid of Untucked. Why? Because Untucked doesn't get the ratings that RuPaul's Drag Race gets. A lot of people just tune out after Untucked. So the ratings drop. Correct. Right? And so that doesn't help. So Logo doesn't get the benefit on their other shows from the bump of RuPaul. So now oh, they can true. put their yeah. other shows right. after RuPaul and benefit from that bump. So uh, well, that's probably Can we why. talk about this? Other networks try to do this shit all the time. When Friends was big, they always tried to put the show that they were having trouble with after Friends, before Friends. Yeah. It doesn't work. That, that that spillover Actually, isn't as much as you think, but it's something, and that's and that's the thing, right? It's like every show they, that ever followed Friends didn't get canceled that first season because yeah, and they put that new show. Remember, it's not, they 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 think that this new show is great. It's from the makers of Queers Folk about a white guy who dates a black guy in England or something. <laughs> what? And um, what's the new show? Yeah, I don't even. I have no idea. Oh, you haven't seen that? Oh my god, I was so pissed on the first episode. If you DVR this show, I was fucking pissed off. So here's what they did. Here's what fucking Logo did. They wrote so on your DVR on episode number one. Oh, that's right. You guys watch it online. Right. On episode number one on the DVR, it said um, episode number one, RuPaul's Drag Race from um, 9 p.m. to 11:30 p.m. Oh. So you're like, oh my god, this is a supersized two and a half hour. They fucking RuPaul's make you premiere. watch that new shit. After yes. That. So the episode ends and they're like, RuPaul will be right back, but first a preview, and it's an hour and a half movie. <laughs> Oh my god, I was like, fuck you, Logo. Wait, fuck wait, wait, wait. You. I'm sorry. Are you wait, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe I heard this wrong. Are you trying to tell me that they they showed you part of the RuPaul episode and then no, no, showed no. you another no, show no, no. and then went back to the rest of it? No, they just said no. RuPaul will be back, which just means the repeat of RuPaul will be back yeah, after this movie. Oh yes. that's fucking tricky. That's some sneaky shit. Yeah. The Everybody show, I was with. Yeah. Go ahead. The only new show to logo that I actually am looking forward to is that Queen from Ugly Betty. Is going to be reading old movies and spilling some tea and getting kind of gay. I think that's kind of a cute premise of a movie and I'm, uh, for a show, and I'm looking forward to it. I think that's a good idea. You're right. I don't think it's a bad idea because Only they're showing reruns of shit anyway. funny and catty. It has to be queer. If my, it's yeah, not my question queer, would be, my, it's not going to be funny. My question would be, which queen from Ugly Betty? The one that, from the workplace or Michael, her, or Michael her young, Yuri. Or her younger the son? Secretary. Whatever happened to her, her younger brother who, who was gay on the show or was very... Her nephew? Yeah, her nephew. I don't know. Whatever I happened to that guy? I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get anyway, into Untouched. There's an interconnected series of tubes that would tell us that. <laughs> yeah, now that we know, we've completely gone uh, down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> so anyway, it's just a bunch of little I scenes. Just, I, just wanna, wait, well, I just want to point this out. We're not allowed to talk about the editing on the show, but now we're allowed to surmise about why Logo took Untucked and put it over <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, Katya does a big monologue about feeling more confident. Jaden talks about Violet's attitude. This is before Violet walks in the room. Yes. Candy Ho uh, gets read as the weakest one. <laughs> 
right? Uh, they the people on her t- the person whoever was on her team I didn't write this down expected Kasha to be the way she was. Let me see who would be on that team. And it was Ginger, Ginger and Kennedy. Oh, Ginger and, and Kennedy expected yeah. Kasha to be the way she was. But Girl, we knew Kennedy she was, was just gonna be like that. We knew she was just gonna do. We that. knew we it. We knew it. Miss Fame says that Trixie shrinks and that Pearl also gets read among the group for being boring and wearing no uh, pants. Kennedy was really upset about that. But what I thought was really interesting, but it wasn't worth pulling the clip, I felt like Kennedy was really coming out of her shell and like really having much more personality than we're used to seeing her having. I'm I, not confusing her with Jaden anymore. I would agree with that. I also found it really, really, I don't know if it's just the shitty SD quality of Logo that I didn't notice this before, but the the tape on Mrs. Fame's temples was just so glaring. It's just like it just cut into her makeup. Uh, you know the, the temple tape that they they use. It was just so far down, and it was so eating she has into a fat head. It was eating into her makeup so much. <laughs> it, was, it just so you could just see the outline of the tape. It was a different color, different sheen, and it was just like, wow, that's you know I didn't notice that I, on the main show, but that was it was so distracting. It was so distracting. What my guess is for that, because I noticed that is, she, I think that she has her her head is physically larger than a normal head. <laughs> I think, I, Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Wigs aren't necessarily made for men. Right. So I, yeah. belie- I I honestly think that her wigs is, if you look at the placement of her wigs, I think that her head is a little larger for her wigs. They're right. not obviously made specifically for her. And so the wigs are pulling back a little far and getting into the tape range. She should be pulling her tape back farther. There you go. Oh, well, there we go. It's a makeup excerpt. tip. Now, it's a makeup tip from Donna Sugars, future contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Have your wigs made for you. Uh, at this point, the rest of the girls join into the Untuck Lounge, and Trixie's sort of the first one to come in, and, be, and uh, uh, this is very interesting to me. She's talking about how concerned she is, but then she goes on about this long monologue about how uh, she was giving herself props in it, and, and actually Mrs. Kasha Davis calls her out on it. She does. Yeah, she was saying they were complimenting me. Again, not worth pulling the clip. Here, I did pull this clip, though, where Jaden finally says, which I'll give Jaden props, she talked shit about Violet behind her back, but when Violet came in, she told her to her face, and she says, what, Daniel? Clip number two. For a second, I was a little bit nervous about our team um, because, you know, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I know some of the other girls notice it too. Sometimes you give off a a little bit of, like, a kind of mean vibe. And then when we were in the studio um, with Lucian, um, it seems like that you were kind of like getting smart or getting an attitude. So I got a little bit nervous about that. I mean, all I can do is be honest with my feelings. <laughs> and we move on. Apparently she that was it. Whatever. I'll just be honest with my feelings. Oh my God. I'm just telling him how I feel. Jessica Alba just said I had the perfect ass. Whatever. Did Jessica Alba say you had the perfect ass? Because <laughs> she told me I did. I don't think she did. And that bitch was in Honey. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so how can you take her seriously as a judge? Smells good. I'm sorry. I, just got, I should have pulled that clip. I just I want that as a ringtone now. It smells good. Anyway. Yeah, I was actually thinking of pulling that. I didn't know if I, I should have pulled it. What, the uh, clip you should have pulled is the RuPaul, the uh, B. Arthur comment. Oh, was I was thinking about hysterical. that. Thank and thank God. Thank God, Ross. We have an email addressing the Ross Matthews issue, so I didn't want to touch on this. We'll get to it in the email. But thank God, Ross Matthews is back. Well, I mean, we'll find out yes. later. We'll find out later what the deal is, but yeah. All right. We move on. Candy Ho talks about her own evaluation, but it's so boring that I <laughs> forgot what she said. And then this is where Pearl starts talking about her own disappointment in herself and her disappointment with how she's being treated. And this is where the shame spiral starts. But before we go into that, Ginger 
takes the opportunity to read Max. Now, if you don't remember, Max was just basically wearing some pasties and a little green number. Yeah. And um, the, the, the conversation was about how Ginger did – I mean, sorry, that Max didn't have enough green on. And Max was sort of defending herself. But then Ginger, in the confessional and in, in, in front of Max, has this to say, clip number 13. I do not understand the infatuation that the judges have with Max. You glued two earrings to your nipples, girl, and thought that would be enough green? Please. <laughs> now, Daniel, I know you love yourself some ginger minge. As I talk, what did you think of that? As I talk to more people, I realize that people like her, and I'm having to. I love how that was both a statement and, <laughs> and a, a question. question. Like, right? People like her, right? And it's kind of like people liking two and a half men. It's just like I question their taste level, but at the same time, I don't want my Dis- dislike of her to draw away from the conversation. So I've now started rephrasing it into like, I love Katya and I love to hate Ginger. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it's like, I, I do. In other words, I I have a physical reaction to Ginger. Like her voice gives me the heebie-jeebies. I just, I, I recoil from her. And I'm a big enough person uh, to admit that she really reminds me of someone in my real life that I clash with <laughs> and that there may be some uh, transference of feelings there. Oh right? my God. However, however, I would be really sad if she left the show because she does provide, you she know, smother me in my sleep. No, but what, just, what I'm saying is she, oh she God. provides some kind of, you know, it's like that you need to have a villain. You need to have, uh, if, if, if everyone is all just lovey dovey, it becomes a very boring show. And so I, I do like her on the show. I just, I, I don't like her. <laughs> oh, that means yeah. you're, you're going to really like clip number 14 then, I think it is, or the oh, last clip, when yes. uh, she reads Kennedy Davenport. Shall I play it? Play it. I'm super happy that Kennedy won. Like, I think she did a great job. I agree. But there's part of me that goes, well, hell, if I had sat back and let somebody else write everything for me, could I have won? You did, you did the work. It seems like I keep helping everybody else win challenges. I'm writing people jokes. I'm directing people with their characters. At some point, I'm just going to have to step back and say, all right, that's enough, girl. You don't need to help anybody else. You need to help yourself. I'm going to well, tell see, you I something. I think she has the time to write other people's jokes because she had all of her jokes written for her. Ooh, and it's really girl. about time management. I thought and it was frankly, just... if we're going to talk about someone who did all the work and who still got kicked off the fucking show, let's talk about Trixie. Yeah, really. Who thought everything up and did most of the work. I think she has all the extra time because she basically just has that same dress that must be in white and she goes outside and dyes it the appropriate color every week because she's just been wearing the basic same dress on the runway every fucking week. And that fucking wig it's the same fucking wig she'll wear it in the back of her head with a weird pony she'll wear it in the front of her wig she'll turn it sideways and well let's not forget though same fucking wig let's not forget that was the big complaint against last year's winner which is what Bianca Del Rio, that she'd always wear the same dress and the same wig. Yeah, and, 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 and she, no, 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 no. Let's clarify. They got on Bianca Del Rio for wearing the same style of dress. Right. Oh, she I see what you're saying. Hand made every single dress she did. Most of them during the challenge. And her comeback this bitch to it was brought amazing. These fucking clothes herself. Right. This yeah. is the shit she brought from home. Yeah, and and her her you know uh, Bianca's comeback to that was amazing, right? That was the I'll I'll do that when Michelle Visage wears a turtleneck and Santino wins a sewing challenge. But uh, <laughs> I 
Let's get into this really quickly. Uh, that was that was the last clip that we had from Untucked. Did you? Did, can we get to the uh, email? I, I, I can, yeah, I can wrap it up in two sentences. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pearl, Pearl has a meltdown. She goes outside to smoke a cigarette. Everyone comforts her. We come back. They all go outside, and Pearl and Trixie lip sync, and then Trixie goes home. Right. And then we watch her leave. We watch her leave. It's so sad. And I haven't. Uh, well, so the, the here's the I thing. I think Donna's right. She'll be back. It, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is is you have to. There's different videos that get posted at certain times, right? So you watch the main show on Monday night, and then the next day, uh, Untucked gets posted. And then the next day, like tomorrow on Wednesday, we will be treated to the fashion review with Raja and Raven. So they'll actually go through all the looks uh, tomorrow, and they'll give it a boot or a toot. Um, and then I believe also tomorrow is the Michelle Visage uh, video that's posted on Logo TV, which is What You Packin'. Mm-hmm. So I think if Donna is right, we're going to figure this out tomorrow because I, there was no What You Packin' posted yet. I don't know that they would do a What You Packin' oh, if she's going to come oh, oh. back. No, we thought, no, 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 no. Disagree. Yeah? Because I think, I think that they pack and go somewhere else. I really do think that they that the, the world of wonder people aren't that stupid. They're just right. they're just taking them out of the main because they can't have her there uh, mingling with the other queens, right. right? So they're just moving into another hotel. No, that could absolutely you know? be. And I I mean, you pointed no, out right. You pointed see, out we, that that this is this is filmed over a two week period, like fourteen yeah. days. And they, and that was kind of borne out today by uh, Trixie basically saying, you know, I've been here for four days and I'm going home after losing a comedy challenge. It's like so that kind of like okay, that makes sense. Episode four, it's been four days. It's like yeah, so I guess it is literally. An they do about an episode every couple of days. Yeah. yeah. What I will say is I I will almost bet money on it that they are not staying anywhere near each other in the hotel. I will guarantee that they're on different floors, different sides of the hotel, different wings. I guarantee they separate them on purpose because of some of the tea that we have learned from previous years. The fact that uh, the year with little the little Latin queen, the little Mm -hmm. tiny midget one on the Willem season. Oh, yeah. She talked about when she did an interview with Johnny McGovern that they used to sneak out of the hotel and go to the mall across the street they used to hang out with each other when they were at the hotel all the time sneak out go to the mall just dick around and so like i guarantee that there is some seclusion happening on purpose yeah because of there i mean there was a video i think i talked about this last week there is a video showing them getting secluded beginning like before the opening show where they're all put into their they go through their all their bags they make sure they don't have any kind of phones they don't have any kind of electronic equipment they lock them into the hotel room they're like if you need anything you knock on the door because we're outside yeah but that's just that's just for the first episode yeah i know what i'm just saying but there i mean so there is some team there that is doing some kind of thing but we again we can speculate on all of that stuff but uh let's get to our email shall we have two different emails that came into us if you would like to send us an email, it is rdrr at pride48.com, and we will be happy to uh, address it here on the show. This one comes to us from our Canadian friend to the north, which I, you know, I guess that makes us redundant. Comes in from Turniphead, who says, So I'm hoping someone brings up that Max needs to bring out something else than a gray wig. What the fuck? When's the last time Rue wasn't in a blonde wig or Michelle wasn't in a ponytail? Hallelujah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. I like the minge. I laugh when people don't know what a minge is. But what did you think of her back knee? All right, so let's take is these. Is the minge? Is it minge like code word for vagina? Hey, it's, it's a British yeah, slang. It's a British slang uh, for for vagina. It's like the. Is it the vagina or is it the vagina hair? 
I, oh, it's just that specific. general area. I don't know. <laughs> I, we're not experts on that. Uh, I know a merkin is a is a, a wig for your uh, private. Oh well, no, I think minge yeah. is the vagina. Yes, oh, like okay, fanny okay. minge. I think they're all interchangeable. Uh, here's the thing: is uh, the so Max and the gray wig. I happen to agree with that. Max, when he did Courtney Act, was wearing a blonde wig. So even in this episode. Max was not wearing a gray wig at some point. So what the fuck is her deal? Why are you? I would challenge you not to have a gray wig. It's like that's her look, right? That's her runway look. That's that's her character, Max, doing whatever the runway challenge is for that week. It has nothing to do with their maxi challenge of the week or their mini challenge of the week where she's playing characters. This is Max, the drag queen Max coming out. It's like why can't she wear a gray wig? That's silly. That's like saying you have to dye your hair every time you come down the runway. And what did Michelle want? Did Michelle want her to dip her fucking wig in Kool-Aid like half the other queen bitches <laughs> did with their nasty-ass wigs? Can we talk about... Hold on. I just want to say this about one wig. I realize we're going back to it. Jaden's wig. What? Where the fuck do you get that hideous color green? Like, where did that wig come from? Like, how do you even make that color of green? I think it, it was... was disturbing it was it was she must have dyed it and then i think the runoff from it actually got into candy hose wig because it was just like on the tips of her wig <laughs> hideous green color i think someone saw that video that willem did about taking your wig and dipping it in kool-aid <laughs> and they just had the green kool-aid and they're just like oh i need i have to have green tips all okay. right now we need to address this because i i'm going to i should play i should play the the sound i should play the song the schindler's list theme or something this is my sad okay. sob story i suffer from back knee. I have my entire life. I've had an acute acne on my back. I was an Accutane mm-hmm. baby where I was on experimental drugs. So I have the utmost empathy for people that have back knee because, you know, to this day, even though I'm older now and, the, you know, I don't have the acne anymore, I still have the scars from that. And so I'm very self-conscious about taking my shirt off, very self-conscious about people seeing that. And it's like, so Ginger Minge, her back knee on this show, I really, I mean, I sit down now, make sure you're sitting down. My heart went out for her. I really felt bad for her because I know what it's like to just be, you know, teased about that and, and, uh, you know, by siblings and whatnot. But it was, it was just, uh, you know, I don't, it's nothing you can do about back knee. I'm sorry. It's just a thing. And it's like, you know, whatever she's, it's fine. Can I go ahead and just ask the question to, because I must have missed this. Did they? Did someone bring up her back knee on the show or on Untucked or something? No, no. You, it was just very clearly visible in the uh, the Sahara Davenport. Yeah, during the Sahara Davenport uh, scene, you could see her man boobs and her back knee. Uh, so it's like in two different I mean, shots, obviously. I mean, it's one thing if we're talking about like she got those like does she got fat rolls in the back? She yeah. Had, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah she I mean, has them we all. knew like like that's. I mean, who cares? Everyone acts like I know some princesses that got bad acne. Like it happens, right? Anyway, the, I I felt bad for her. Just because... Daniel, can you just play the beginning of that um, uh, Schindler's List? No, that Masters uh, video. <laughs> yes, I will. Just the beginning. Uh, go ahead, play. Jasmine Masters. I am Jasmine Masters, and I have something to say. No time okay. for sugar. Oh, do you Just want me to keep going? going? Call I'm getting yeah. right to the point. This is what I have to say right here. What I don't appreciate, the fact that everything that I may have said or say could get so twisted around by someone who could do whatever they want to do to do all of this to make shit seem worse than what it really <laughs> was. When it Stop. wasn't that... F- <laughs> I just see this as being one of those, I got to find me a techno song or something. I just, I see this as being one of those, you know, techno Mm -hmm. beat songs where you just like like intersperse all these things. 
what it was. No, it's slapping you in the face, punch you in the mouth. <laughs> it's just like there's this a song like, here. The look goes as follows: like uh-huh. someone, someone from the the club circuit needs to work on this. Yes. Get on top of it. Adam Joseph <laughs> needs to get on top of it. Uh, and she's got that video is epic. That video, I, that's that's what a minute in uh, whatever I pulled of that a minute and forty two. Please post that video because I, I will put the link in our show notes. But yes, it. it was it's fifteen minutes of her. And at one point, she literally t- I took out a lot of the pauses in it. But it's like at one point, she literally stops and turns around and stares up at the ceiling for, for like ten seconds, and then turns back around and doesn't address why she just stared at the ceiling for ten seconds. <laughs> It was crazy. Uh, we got another email here. It came in again from Turnipad, uh, who writes, uh, uh, subject, Ross Matthews. He is busy with other contractual stuff, but he and Carson share the judging chair. It's 50-50. Ross talks about this on his podcast, Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. So, Oh, uh, so. oh there you Great. go. He has a podcast, too. Oh, great. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Donna, his podcast uh, is up against your show, Cocktails and Cream Puffs. What? Oh, for the for the podcast awards. That's right. Oh well, Did, there goes us ever winning that damn contest. <laughs> God knows everyone loves that homosexual. Uh, even B. Arthur. Yeah. Which I'm, I, I wish you had pulled that Excellent. clip because actually this is hysterical. I, I thought about it. Excellent. Get on top of it. Make it a ringtone and send it to me. Thank you for your email turnip head. And remember, if you would like to email us, you may do so. RDRR. Excuse me, I just burped. Uh, RDRR at pride48.com. You can go to our website, pride48.com slash RDRR, where you will find links to our Twitter accounts and to our Facebook identities and to other fun stuff and to like to our other podcasts that we do. So make sure that you go over there and check it out. And you can also leave a comment right on the webpage uh, and we will make sure that we get to them on the show. Okay, well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Donna. And thank you for joining us for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race. Join us next week live on Tuesday on Pride48.com at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Or download the show wherever you get your podcasts. So until next week, for Daniel Brewer, Donna Sugars, and myself. Sashay away. Until next week.